0: Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, let your will be done through us. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down, please turn to somebody who looks like a mom and say, Happy Mother's Day. Turn to somebody who looks like a mom. Happy Mother's Day. There you go, there you go. You look like a mom. Happy Mother's Day. Did you know that by the time they are born, babies can actually recognize their mother's voice i know it doesn't sound surprising but in one study doctors gave one day old infants a pacifier and they connected that pacifier to a t- to, t- to a tape recorder. and depending on the baby's sucking patterns the pacifier either played a tape recording of their mother or a tape recording of a- a- some other random woman the amazing results, says the study's Columbia University co-author, is that within 10 to 20 minutes, the babies learn to adjust their sucking rate on the pacifier to turn on their own mother's voice. It's like 10, 10 to 20 minutes, one day old baby. This points us to a newborn's innate love for their mother's voice, certainly a preference to it. Why? Because in a perfect world, it's that voice, that comfort, that safety, that assurance and confidence and strength and encouragement and acceptance and contentment that we, raise. it's a fool's errand, buddy. I tried doing that a while ago. I'm sorry for you guys on this end. There seems to be something blown out. So y'all gonna have to get your glasses on for, for that side. Anyway, uh, this is uh, when, when, when an infant hears that mother's voice of contentment and strength and goodness and encouragement, that's what psychologists call a of, uh, of, of, of voice of a family of origin. So your family of origin voice. And your family of origin voice you get up through like age 18 and these are the voices that really kind of shape who we are and Steve's back there and Steve has a tape, and this is a good example of a family of origin voice, and this is a woman's names Anita Renfro and uh, let's see do you have her at the very beginning there Steve. Um, yeah there you go okay let's see what we can do do you have her volume yeah make sure you turn a volume on here so we can all hear her. She is gonna really, I think, remind us of what these family of origin voices sound like once we get her playing.
1: What I have done, figured out what a mom would say in a 24-hour period, and I have condensed it to two minutes and 55 seconds. So strap on your seatbelt, here we go. Get up now, get up now, get up out of bed. Wash your face, brush your teeth, calm your sleepy head. Here's your clothes and your shoes, hear the words I said. Get up now, get up and make your bed. Are you hot, are you cold, are you wearing that? Where's your books and your lunch and your homework at? Grab your coat and your gloves and your scarf and hat. Don't forget, you gotta feed the cat. Eat your breakfast, the experts tell us it's the most important meal of all. Take your vitamins so you will grow. She's slowly, but hurry The bus is here, be careful, come back here Did you wash behind your ears? Play outside, don't be rough Would you just play fair? Be polite, make a friend Don't forget to share, work it out Wait your turn, never take a dare Get along, don't make me come down there Clean your room, fold your clothes Put your stuff away, make your bed, do it now Do we have all day? Were you born in a barn? Would you like some? Hey, can you even hear a word? I say, answer the phone Get off the phone Don't sit so close, turn it down No texting at the table, no your iPod's my iPod, if you don't listen up. Where you going and with whom? And what time do you think you're coming home? Saying thank you, please, excuse me, makes you welcome everywhere you roam. You'll appreciate my wisdom someday when you're older and you're grown. Can't wait till you have a couple little children of your own. You'll thank me for the counsel I gave you so willingly, but right now I'd thank you not to roll your eyes at me. Close your mouth when you chew, we'd appreciate. Take a bite, maybe two of the stuff you hate. Use your fork, do not burp, or I'll set you straight. Eat the food I put up on your plate. Get an A, get a door, don't be smart with me. Get a grip, get in a will count two, three. Get a job, get a life, get a PhD, get a dose. I don't care if you it. You're grounded until you're 36. Get your story straight and tell the truth for once, for heaven. you jump too if i've said it once i've said at least a thousand times before that you're too old to act this way and it must be your father's dna look at me when i am talking stand up straighter when you walk up the face for everything and everything you must be in place stop crying or i'll give you something real to cry about oh wash your teeth wash your face Put your pjs on get in bed get a hot say prayer with mom don't forget, I love you. And tomorrow we will do this all again because tomorrow's work forever. You don't need the reason why. Because, 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 because. I said so, I said so, I said so, I said so. i the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom, the
0: mom. Ta-da! Anybody heard that advice before? Any of us had to go to therapy as a result of hearing that? You know, research says that uh, those voices shape us in our upbringing and they're really powerful, aren't they? The voices that we hear from mom and dad and from our environment. Research says that we tend to repeat the relational patterns that we learn in childhood, unless of course we make conscious and intentional efforts to change them. And so when I talk about voices of origin, this is what I talk about. These voices that that, uh, shape us from when we're kids, but then we turn 18, we become adults. And we contrast those family of origin voices with something that psychologists call family of creation voices. These are the corrective voices that we seek out as adults when you and I get older. These are the voices that we choose to hear because as we get older, we can choose our environments, the people and the influences that we want to surround ourselves with. And that I think is where our gospel takes us this morning. We're in John, we're in chapter 10, and we have Uh, Jesus at loggerheads with some of the religious leaders of the day they're unhappy with his teaching they gather around him. they say Jesus we don't get where you're going, we don't understand what you're saying, and Jesus tells them this, you can't hear my voice, that's the problem, in this chapter Jesus talks about sheep how sheep hear the shepherds voice but the others don't, so here, so there are some competing voices one from the shepherd one from somewhere else. And sometimes there are competing voices between our voices of origin and our voices of creation. And this is kind of the point for the sermon this morning, is which voice are we listening to? How are we replacing those difficult voices of our past with the healthier, more productive voices that we need to grow into the kind of people God's calling us to be? Folks, we get to choose a lot of things in life. We get to choose what we surround ourselves with, the voices, the influences, the people, the TV shows, the websites. What are we tuning into to inform us and to shape us? Which voices are we choosing to put around, put in our ears? Are we tuned into the right voices? You know, many years ago, I worked at a TV station. I had a a lady call me up uh, one day, just a viewer, and she called up. And she said, "Uh, I can't get your station in on my TV here. And I said, well, what what station you tuned to? She said, I'm tuned to channel six. I said, well, you just called channel nine. I think we we all understand what's going on here, in other words, it's not the station's fault and our inability to hear God's voice is not God's fault, and we have the ability to choose which channel we're going to tune into. There are a few things I think our mothers want from us more from us to more than for us to be mature and happy and to live out God's purposes for our lives, and that means making room for those voices that shape us in healthy wonderful ways. How many of us heard voices growing up? We went through experiences. We witnessed events that just have not helped us grow. And yet, when we're mature, as Saint Paul says in Corinthians, when I was young, I listened to young voices. Now that I'm older, I listen to older voices. Many of you have heard me tell the story of two Israelites walking together down a path. It's a muddy path. They're walking down. There are stones and there are goopy puddles in this path. And the first israelite he's got his gaze fixed downward and he's looking at that muddy path right in front of him and he's saying what a dirty drippy mess this is my sandals are going to be ruined i'm getting mud on everything and this is really impossible to walk through on this path meanwhile the second israelite he wasn't looking down his gaze was firmly fixed on, on on his left and on his right and what was around him And he was in absolute awe as he turned to his friend. He said, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Look up. We're walking past walls of stilled water. We are walking through the waters of the parted Red Sea. Two people, two visions, listening to two voices. Friends, in a fearful, complaining, downward-looking world that we live in, the Good Shepherd wants you and me to hear his voice and to look up and to simply gaze at the grandeur around us. This is one of the more difficult things I think we face, you guys. We are in such a downward looking world out there. The world's telling you that everything's going to Hades in a handbasket. And yet we come here where Jesus says, no, listen to my voice. My voice is describing the real world. And this is the world of grandeur and awe that surrounds us. And so so it's very difficult for us living in a world out there that drives us one way to look down to come in and to say, no, no, God wants us to lift our gaze up, which is something I think our mothers do at their best. There are very real voices tempting us to look at the finite and the worldly versus looking up and to focus on the miracle of life that is all around us. In what ways are we limiting God? Because we're choosing to look down. We're listening to the world's voices. And so we can't hear the shepherd's voice who says, move your your eyes up look at the grandeur all around us. You know, over the last few weeks, I asked many of you to send me photographs of your mothers and to use one word to describe your mom. And as we close out the sermon, we're gonna play that video compilation for you. Uh, it's got those pictures and it's got those adjectives. And those adjectives are the voices that I think their children heard because when I look back and I'm trying to put all those years of my mother's influence into one word, um, it turns to a pretty good word. And and there's some pretty good words up there. And so what I'd like you to do is to pay special attention as that video is playing. And and I want you to choose one word to characterize a voice that you need to hear this morning. Maybe it's the word kind or loving or supportive, but I think that the shepherd's voice continues to speak. And and I want you to turn to that video and take a a listen and a look at what that word might be for you, because God's word, the good shepherd is still speaking to us. God's voice often channeled through our mothers and through their witness. So Steve, why don't you roll that tape and we'll give a watch and a listen.
1: Two words to describe our mom is perfection and amazing.